0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Today, I have my client Liz coming onto the podcast again. So if you haven't listened to her first episode, I'm going to leave it in the show notes below so you can go and click on it. Listen to part one. Today, we're going to do a part two series because Liz has been in her health and weight loss journey for more than a year now because it's March. And today I really want to touch on what it's like for her experience now that she's maintaining the weight that she's lost and her mindset that goes into it. Because oftentimes when it comes to losing 20 pounds, you think a lot about just like the losing phase, but you're you're not really thinking about like what comes after you lose the weight and what is required to maintain the weight. And Liz does such a great job of going through this process and really having that conversation with herself to ground in the habits that she's built so that she can keep repeating this on a day-to-day basis that is now a part of her new normal. So welcome back, Liz. I can't wait for us to chat. Good to be back. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell the people who you are? Again, I just want to make sure that you get a little introduction if they haven't listened to the first part.
1: Sure. Yeah. So hey everybody I'm Liz Clark now, not uh, Walker. Cause I just got married <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I started working with Sam over a year ago. It was January of 2022 and I, yeah, things have completely changed for me in terms of my health. It's been a pretty wild ride. I remember back in, it was right after my birthday in uh, December of 2021. And I was just like, I got to do something. Like, I was like, I'm not happy. I got to do something. I got to figure it out. And then I, I booked a call with Sam. And then that was just the rest was history.
0: So good. Okay. So a little background for the people. Now that I'm saying the background, I need y'all to just listen to part one. But Liz lost 15 pounds during our time together and she actually worked with me twice. So she was in the one-on-one coaching program for about a year and now she's just maintaining that 15 pound and the routine that she's built for herself. And so Liz, can you talk about your experience of what it felt like when you lost the 15 pound and that that transition piece to when you decided to just maintain it and not go for more? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, it was well when I lost the 15 pounds, I was like, wow. (laughs) Like I felt really proud of myself and all the changes I had made. And I was really happy and surprised by the fact that it was so simple. I like I don't want to say it was easy, quote unquote, but it was, I feel like in my head I thought it would be much harder to do. And really what ended up happening was I kept things simple and just kept sticking with it and letting go of these like preconceived notions and assumptions I had that it was supposed to look a certain way on the journey and I was really open to just seeing like how it could go and what it what it would look like. So when I did lose the 15 pounds, I was so proud. I was like, "Oh god, this is amazing." And on the way to the 15 pounds just kind of felt like a natural byproduct of the other changes that I felt. I felt like I wasn't in control, like the sweets weren't in control of me anymore. I felt like I had so much more freedom. I felt so much more freedom when it came to my food choices. And it felt like I was at a place where working out was not at all about losing weight. It was about getting stronger. And it was about just having like regular movement to feel good and have energy. And I was at a place where I would naturally notice my body start to, Feel off if I hadn't worked out. Like I would feel it and think, yeah. oh, I need to work out. Like I gotta, it was it was all about managing stress and just all these other amazing benefits. So the 15 pounds just felt like a, a, a natural progression. And when I was thinking about okay, like losing just the next five pounds, because it was like, okay, it's a done deal, it's totally possible. But then I realized in talking with Sam that I just didn't feel motivated to lose the extra five pounds. And I couldn't figure out why. But yeah. then it was just realizing that, oh, I just, the five pounds doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Because when I had first started, losing 20 pounds meant so many different things. But then when I realized that I could have all these things, like feel so much better in my body, feel sexy, like, like, like love looking at myself in the mirror and no, no, I look good. A- oh, I love naked. it. Naked, I was like, <laughs> I, I just knew that like the, the extra five pounds, just, it didn't mean any of that stuff anymore because I knew I already had it and I knew I already felt stronger. I could see progress in my progress picks and going for the extra five pounds It just lost its original meaning. So now it's really just been keeping up with the things that I just naturally need now. If I, you know, I'm sticking to eating when I'm hungry (laughs) and my three meals and not feeling like I have to eat at particular times, but like waiting until I'm actually hungry. And if I do get hungry outside of that time, it's not a surprise to me. I can pinpoint exactly what happened and it's not a big deal. And movement more, like knowing that, you know, it's a great way to manage my stress levels, Um, noticing that when things get stressful at my nine to five job that I need to prioritize me and my health versus getting all that foolishness done. So it's just it just feels very natural to me now, like doing these things that once before I thought, oh, God, it would be so hard and it would be so difficult and i just realized that a lot of the battle was in my own head <laughs> and yeah. i had no idea i had no idea so yeah now it just feels like i'm just living i'm just living life
0: <laughs> i love that and something that you said that i picked up on was you know how when you lost a 15 pounds and your brain wanted the 5 pounds but then your body was like i don't really know if i want this kind of thing I remember when you lost the 15 pounds, there was so much drama around like, can I really do this? It was almost like you you saw how natural it was for the 15 pounds to come off that even though it felt simple, like it wasn't easy. Like you said, it almost felt weird that like your brain almost didn't believe that you did it. And. This is where I was saying like there's two different stages of losing weight. There's like that losing period, but there's also the maintaining period. And that period is where you have to sit with the fact that like the amount of weight that you've lost, like you actually did something and like you did the work and you know what you're doing and you got to keep like just doing what you've been doing this entire time. And I know like your brain had a hard time believing and having that identity shift of like, oh, I know exactly like why I got this. It didn't just fall on my lap because I remember on our coaching calls, you were, all, like, you were always like, who am I? Oh my gosh, I don't know how this happened. And I had to like keep telling you like Liz, like every little thing that you did week by week got you to this point. Do you talk about it like that? I think I'm gonna call it like imposter syndrome, you know, like yeah. that imposterness of oh my mm-hmm. gosh like I feel like it just happened to me and I didn't really do much.
1: Yeah. It was it felt like like who's like who jumped into my body and, and lost this weight for me. But then that's like okay who would have jumped into your body Liz and lost this weight for you. So it yeah. was really it was so strange. And I think it was just that process of like me detaching the meaning from the weight because I had felt that losing the weight would then get me to a certain place, like feeling better and feeling more confident and having more energy and being stronger. And I didn't, but I, I could see with the progress pics, I could see how I feel. Like I could see that it was already happening. And then, not to mention the fact that the weight would just come off at the most random times. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It got to a point where I was just like, why? Why did I even care about the scale to begin with? It's nonsensical. It just, the number just does whatever for whatever reason. So it's just like, now I'm at the point where I'm not even going to bother weighing myself because, like, what's the point? It's stupid. <laughs> like, but I never, I never, like, when I first started, that was not something I was thinking at all but it's just through the journey I was just collecting that evidence and just seeing what was happening and so it just felt like such a disconnect because my whole life I was I thought okay you have to just do all this hard work you have to have these endless workout sweat sessions you have to eat like a rabbit if you want to get any weight off so it was just not what I had experienced in the past it wasn't what you hear online and in media. So it, it was just such a disconnect. It was so strange to me. Yeah. It's just the weight, like the, like, I know, like when people hear this, they're going to be like, sure, whatever, but <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally it's just a number. Like it's just a number. And we put so much uh, meaning into that number, but at the, but it's just, it's literally just a number because I've like I'm not at my like lowest weight that I've been in my life. Not that I want to be there, but I look much better now. Like I look, I I look good. Like I'm stronger. So it's like, I am now the healthiest I've ever been, even though I am not the uh, smallest I've ever been.
0: Oh, we love that. Yeah. That's so good. And like, as you're talking about that, The reason why you had that imposter syndrome in the first place was because you even said it too. You said like the process just felt so natural. So it was almost kind of like the opposite of, you know, what we see on social media and what we see with diet culture. It's like, oh, we're supposed to like torture ourselves and like sacrifice like fun and like just be like a boring ass bitch and just Mm -hmm. stay home and focus on, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) fitness and like Mm -hmm. we can have fun, right? But then, like, because you were just out there living your life and you were just, like, having so much fun at the same time and eating whatever you want, it was, like, it kind of got you to think you really don't have to do it the way that the diets told you to do to really see the result that you want to see, which is the losing 15 pounds. And I think it goes to show that... It's so much easier, in my opinion, it's so much easier to like do it this way than the diets, even though we think that the diets is easier. Right. Subconsciously, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, we don't trust this process. It's a shock to the nervous system where it's like, wait, this is it? Are you sure? I don't trust it. (laughs) What do you mean? And I think that that's probably something that I almost want to say like holds people back when they attempt this this type of process this more intuitive process because there's just that expectation that it should be harder because if it was if if it was this easy or this simple then why wouldn't I have already done it before but really how could you have done it before because you you never even really gave it a chance because no one told you that this was an option and it's it's just not something that is common knowledge it's not something that feels normal. So yeah, I just, I, I, I think that, I think that one of the most helpful foundational thoughts for me going into this entire process was really being ready to just unlearn everything I know. And just like, I realized I just seen for myself, my own experiences that a lot of the things that were taught, especially about our health and nutrition is, you know, I won't not necessarily a lie, but it's not the whole truth.
0: And so
1: we have a very particular mindset about it. And so I just came in prepared to be like, like, no, I know this is not going to look how I think it's going to look. I'm open to see what's possible. And I think that that just really created such a solid foundation for me.
0: And that's such a good thought. And so if you're listening, like, just take that thought with whatever it is that you do especially when you know you've done a lot of diets and you know that those things don't work for you. It's like just telling yourself, I'm willing to unlearn everything. I'm willing to see a weight loss in a different perspective. I'm willing to see this through very differently. Like when you're telling yourself that story, it makes it so much easier for you to be curious. And quite honestly, that is how you created your own formula of what healthy looks like to you was stepping into curiosity and really allowing yourself to just try out a bunch of ways to like eat and a bunch of ways to work out for you to be like, I think that I'm gonna do this full body workout twice a week now, plus my walks. And I know that whenever I want dessert, it's gonna be on this day. And, you know, like, it just makes it so much more Unique that way. And when you figure out what that formula is for you, you will see how other things can work for other people. And it might not necessarily work for you because the way they live and the way they do things and their relationship with food and their relationship with their body is very different from yours. So when I think about your journey, Liz, the question that comes up a lot for me is like, I want you to talk about that identity shift for you. Like, what was your thought process when you realized that, oh, shit, I actually did this? Like, I'm the one that lost the 15 pounds. I mean, I know Sam is there coaching me, but like I did all of this work. Tell me when that sunk in for you, because I remember there was this one call that we were on and you weren't actually surprised at the result. I don't remember what call it was, but it was like, you were celebrating your wins and you were just like, yeah, like, this is just what it is. Instead of like, I don't know who did this. <laughs> and it just kind of sucked in for you. So I just want you to think about it. Like, was there a period where all of a sudden you were just like, oh my gosh, I did this. Or like, if there wasn't, what helped you get there? Mm,
1: I think that what sticks out for me is that moment where I, where I feel like I finally kind of owned it was, I think, honestly, the, when I started to feel uncomfortable about like why I didn't want more, (laughs) like, I think that moment when I was thinking, oh, you know, like, I don't want to go for the 20, but I like, why not? And maybe on some level, it was because it was like, okay, it's like, I knew I could if I wanted to. But if I did, if I wasn't motivated to do it, then that truly just meant that it didn't mean anything to me anymore. And so it just, I think that really, that was probably the final moment where I I really owned what I had done. And I was like, oh, yes. (laughs) Like, I see like the choice in here. Now, it's not like, I'm striving. I got to hit, I'm going to hit this goal. I want to hit this goal. It was more like, I felt kind of almost like comfortable in my own skin about my decision not to move for it. That was like the final moment, I think, where I really owned what it was. And I think that it really started to, I feel like the identity was being built just piece by piece as I was gathering the evidence of other things. Like as I was gathering evidence of focusing on Different things like being present with my food, and you know, not being so restrictive with my sweets, and and as I was trying to uh, like do like the workouts and the movements my way, and just really having these little, I would say like mini experiments for myself of like, okay, but you know, what if I lost the weight and I did it this way? Like, what if that? And I think there was just enough of that built up, like. 5 pounds at a time basically where I, by the 3rd round I was just like okay I mean you know like what what's the what's the saying it's like once is a fluke twice is a coincidence and three is like a standard or a pattern or whatever like by the 3rd time I was like okay I get it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah on here. <laughs> That's so good and I think like that's so true for everyone to hear it's like when losing weight becomes optional that's how you know if you sat with the identity of maintaining. Like you've really sunk into the point where you're like, oh, I created this. I know I lost this many pounds and I did this work. I know exactly what got me here in terms of like, you know, the eating habits and the workout habits. And I also know the mindset that got me here. And that's super powerful because. When weight loss becomes optional to you, it's like you're building this this story of if I lost 15 pounds, I could do it again. And I just remember you saying that when we were working through like a model and you were like, yeah, like, of course, I could do this. But then you weren't feeling really motivated to do it. And I'm like, Liz, do you even really want this? Because you know what it takes to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was, and at first it, it because it's so funny because you don't, you don't know it's an identity shift in the moment. In a moment, it feels like something's gone wrong (laughs) in the moment. It was like, wait, like, am I losing like my nerve? Like, am I gonna fall back is like, what's happening. And then it's just realizing, oh wait, I'm just like, this is it. I'm just here. And I, and I just like being here. But yeah, in the moment, it feels like something's gone terribly wrong. It's like, oh, there's an issue here I need to address. But then, but it is just the identity shift and identity shifts. They're not comfortable.
0: (laughs) No, they're not.
1: It's like one day you're just like, wait. This isn't like, there's something off here. It's like, <laughs> I'm still me, but there's just something, something's, something's off. And then you have to really just like engage with it really. Like you have to engage with the fact that, okay. I, something's off just because I've shift. Like I, I have different priorities now, different motivations. Like my original reasons for doing things has completely changed. I'm in a completely new place in my mind. And so then you have to kind of like get to know this new person. It's still you, but you have to like think, okay, well, what do I want now? What do I value now? So yeah, I just thought it, I just thought it was hilarious in the moment. I totally was thinking, I think there's something wrong. I don't know what's going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, everyone, like when Liz did first round with me, she lost 15 pounds and then, she signed up to do another round because her brain was like, I want to lose weight still. So her goal was actually to lose another 20 pounds within the six months. But then like, as we were going through it, she was like, you know what, I'm just feeling like maintaining this right now. And so that's why we're talking about that. But that's so interesting because you said when your identity shift, you need different motivators now. Can you talk about that? Like, what was your initial motivation to lose weight? And then like, what is it now?
1: Yeah. It, so it was originally like, I really wanted to lose the weight because I, the catalyst was my wedding. I had my wedding coming up in October and I was like, okay, like I want to lose as much weight as I possibly can by the wedding date. So I can look beautiful on my wedding and feel beautiful and all of that. And even like when we first started working together, I had my first dress fitting in January. So we were just working together for maybe just a couple of weeks. But I noticed that even in just our coaching, like I realized that what I really wanted was to just feel comfortable and beautiful on like my day, like that first dress fitting. And I did, and I didn't lose, I hadn't lost anything because we were just a few weeks in but that was like the first turning point of like, oh, like there is something else that's already happening and moving and shifting here, even though, you know, I haven't actually done anything just yet. So that was like my initial like key motivator. It was like, I want to lose weight for this wedding. I want to lose weight for, um, and and then even like when we started the, uh, the, the second round and I thought, okay, I just want to lose like like another 20 pounds or like another, another 15 pounds. It was think it was like, okay, I want to lose weight so that when I start thinking about having kids, that it doesn't become like this issue, like I can't come back from and something like that. Like, you know, just kind of catastrophizing my mind. (laughs) I was like, I just want to be ready for that. But then, you know, the, like the wedding day came, it was in October. I felt beautiful. I looked beautiful. It was the absolute most gorgeous, perfect day. Absolutely loved my photos. I and still need to see
0: them, by the way.
1: <laughs> yes, I gotta, I gotta send you them. <laughs> um, like saw my photos, and it was just, the, it was just the fifteen pounds down, and I just was just like, I look gorgeous. Like everything is is spectacular. By then, we had already started working on. we were focusing on my movement, and so me getting more comfortable with that. And so, as we were focusing on that, my motivating factor then became. All right, well, I look good. There's nothing really there, but you know what? I would like to get to a place where like with my movement, like I don't even think about it. Like it's not even an issue. I wanted to start working on getting stronger. I wanted to do push-ups. I was like, you know, that yeah. would be pretty cool if I could get to that point. Um maybe start developing some guns, you know, like that was something that really inspired me in that moment. And I was like, okay, so let's work on that and that was really super helpful because it it really just it kind of just helped bring things full circle for me like the first six months i was really able to focus so much on my eating and then the last six months i was really able to focus more on um, like getting stronger and feeling really good about my health and i was seeing the progress in the photo so even though like i wasn't seeing weight going down on the scale I was seeing the definition forming in my body. Like the pictures were not lying. I was like, your arms, remember? Right. (laughs) Like stuff was happening. Like I was like, my body was changing and it had nothing to do with the scale. (laughs) And that was like the final, like kind of like the nail in the coffin of the scale. I was just like, the scale was useless. I'm over this thing. It's dumb. And now it's just like, yeah, I want to keep getting stronger. Like now doing more push-ups now it's like I'm at six now regular push-ups I was yeah I was just very um like that started to excite me way more like that seeing the changes in my body with the progress pictures that excited me way more than the number on the scale because by then the this the number was pretty useless because I was had I had everything I wanted and was seeing the changes I wanted to see and it had nothing to do with the number
0: so good I love that and something really interesting that you said that I also want to bring to the audience is like your first initial reason why you wanted to lose 20 pounds was you're like well when I have kids you know I want to make sure that like I don't get too big because of that and then you also was like but I also want to get stronger at the same time and it got me thinking of like the reason why like that whole having kids and like preparing for motherhood why it wasn't really exciting for you to like just go after the 20 pound was because it wasn't really relevant at the time you know like it wasn't like something that you were going to do like right now and so a part of your brain was like well I mean we have a lot of time before that happens I'm like we kind of just want to stay in this space right now and that's when we started having the conversation of like okay what do you want to focus on right now not like the future you were like when you become a mother but like the version of you right now and that's when you started figuring out strength. like I literally just want to get stronger and that sparked the excitement for you and so I want to say like if you're not feeling motivated right now in your journey to you who's listening it's like make sure that you're picking something that is relevant to you right now. Like, yes, you might want to prepare for the future. You might want to like look this way, right? Like let's say you're dating somebody and like you want to look good for your wedding day, but you guys are not even in that step yet. It's like, don't jump ahead of yourself and like let that be your motivator because it might not be close enough in the terms of the timeline for you to wrap your brain around it and like do something about it. And so that's why like setting like a deadline I don't want to say like a deadline but setting like a time frame that is relevant to you is really really helpful and I feel like your wedding did that for you it it helped you like stay focused but then also after that it taught you that you don't necessarily need like a special event for you to like set goals
1: yeah yeah it was definitely like that very strong initial motivating factor but then as things like progress it like my motivating factors became more internal. And when I started noticing that, okay, you know, wanting to lose weight for a potential future family planning, when I noticed that that wasn't really doing it, (laughs) like I had imagined it would, That's when I thought, okay, well, maybe, you know, I've always just wanted to get stronger. I know that's something I always thought would be cool. So, you know, let's go for that. Like, but in that moment, I had no idea like what it would look like during the process or at the end, but I kind of just made it, I just had sort of this thought of, okay, well, if losing the weight was much simpler than I expected, and it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I'm um, not saying it was easy, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Then what if getting stronger works the same way? And so I just got really curious about that possibility and, and wanted to see if that if, if that was possible. And it was <laughs> like I really like those last few months of just like working on like my fitness in that way was just so it was so powerful for me because I was able to see what I could do, I was able to almost kind of uh, like change or the correct or I don't know the appropriate word to say it, but like adjust my mindset about what it would look and feel like to get stronger. Because in my head, I was thinking, okay, you know, over time, it's just gonna get easier to do all these pushups. But then I realized, oh, no, it's still like the same level, like I'm still exerting the same amount of effort, but now I'm able to do more with the same amount of effort. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's cool. Let's keep going. <laughs> so yeah, and I just thought that was just such a cool insight. I, I just, you know, I just had no idea because I'd never done it before. So I had no idea what it actually was. And so I was able to kind of um, like fine tune like what the experience actually felt like for me
0: so- yeah and I remember when you started getting faster at your workouts too like when we first started like it took Liz the entire like training session to finish the workout but when we were doing the training session like she would finish it in like 45 minutes and I'm like do you see how fast you're getting at these like workouts like you're getting stronger your stamina is like increasing you're able to move through the exercise quickly without like taking long breaks like that's a a progress you know like strength doesn't necessarily mean like you're carrying heavier weights each week or that you're doing more reps than than last week like it's simply like the whole effort itself like whatever you used to do Like how long does it take you to do now? And like how much effort are you actually putting in to finish those reps and sets and that particular exercise? And I think that really changed your perspective of, oh my gosh, like I can identify like my own definition of strength in a different way, just like how I've been identifying like what my version of losing weight is. And like, as you're speaking like something that you're really good at, Liz, is like, you know how to be on your side when it comes to your goals. Like you just sell yourself on like the process. You're just like, this is how it is. And like, this is why it works. And like, I'm just going to keep trusting the process. And that's such a good skill to have. And everyone, you have to listen to this because oftentimes we have goals, right? We're like, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to get stronger. But then all of a sudden, like you start going against yourself about the goal because like you think about all of these possibilities that could happen. When you can look at the other side and realize like, oh, what are some ways that I can like show myself that I am stronger? Or what are some ways that like, it's true that this can happen for me? Like, what can this look like? I can be open to it. And I think that's so good and such a good skill to have because it just helps you, Build more motivation. And I honestly think that's like the secret to motivation is being on your side when it comes to your goals and not being like the pity party on the other side where it's like, well, you set this goal, but you're not going to make it anyways. It's like, oh, we set this goal. Like, how can we like see that we're going to win right now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am a coach, but (laughs) it's definitely about not gaslighting yourself about your motivation. Yes. It's like we, I feel like it's, it's pretty semi-ish common knowledge now that willpower by itself just is not sustainable or helpful. And so I just really was just honest myself from honestly day one, I was like, I want this to stick. So if I want this to stick, I really need to be honest with myself about what it is that I want and what would motivate me. Um, and if something's off, then I need to bring I gotta talk about it. I gotta bring it up to salmon coaching. (laughs) I was like, like I gotta be honest with myself so that it it actually sticks. Because if I'm just you know going through the motions, you know, but it's just not feeling as sort of intuitive as I'd like it to be, and that's what I want it to be, then I gotta I gotta talk about it. And there are a thousand solutions for every problem, and so it's just a matter of being. Yeah. Just open to the possibility and, you know, being honest with yourself, like, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm open to the idea that there could be an answer. And I'm just going to go forward and, and
0: see what, what's on the other side. So good. I want to talk about that. Honesty. That's actually something you're so good at. Like <laughs> literally like we're on our coaching calls. Like, let just bring anything. I'm like, see, lay it on the lay, it all, lay it all out. This is where this is where the transformation is. But that is what it takes, though, like to lose the weight that you want to lose it. You really have to be honest with yourself. And I just want you to talk about that process, because I know for me at the beginning of my journey, it was actually very scary to be honest with myself because like of the judgment. Right. Like, oh, if you're honest with yourself, like that means you actually admit that the thoughts that you think about yourself and the way you look like those are actually true. And so I remember struggling with that narrative a lot of like, I'm just going to fake it to make it like even if I feel like it's not progressing, like I'm just going to keep going and acting as if like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You know, mm-hmm. so like I want you to talk about that, like for someone who has a hard time being honest with themselves. And I know that was one of the biggest reasons why you have the transformation that you have. Like, what would you say to them? And what are some tips that you have? Because I know it's something that can be very intimidating, especially if you've never had this kind of conversation in your head.
1: Yeah, I think that What really was helpful for me and something I definitely had to learn, (laughs) it took me quite a long time to learn, uh, was that oftentimes when we're afraid to be honest, really with ourselves about what's going on and how we're feeling, it's because we're afraid of the emotion that would be attached to that, the uncomfortable feelings of sitting in that, whether it be sadness, anger, frustration, anything, but just kind of remembering that, emotions they can't hurt you they can feel uncomfortable but they can't hurt you and what they really are just signals they're they're signals trying to point something out to you so when you get used to comfortable with the idea of being honest with yourself and feeling those uncomfortable emotions resting in this kind of safe knowing that you are okay to feel this emotion. And when you're done feeling this emotion, like you'll still be okay. Like you'll still be here. Like the emotion will pass. you'll still be here and it's okay. Cause then when you can sit with it, then you can engage with it. And then you can start to think about, you know, look at it and say, okay, well, is this actually 100% true what I'm thinking right now? you know, is there any room or possibility for like a tweak to this or something else? But if you're afraid to just even sit with it or to even engage with it because of the feelings, then you're not going to be able to do anything about it. It's like going to the doctor and for a pain, but you're not going to tell the doctor where it hurts it. You know, it's not going to help you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And As you go through this journey, it's really a lot about sitting with your emotions. And Liz knows this because especially if you're someone who deals with emotional eating, even like boredom is an emotion, right? Like you learning how to like sit with your emotions and not go directly towards food or not go directly towards something to solve the emotion. It actually teaches you how to manage it without like sacrificing your health. And as you were speaking, I wrote something down and I, and it is being honest with yourself guides you to the goal. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true because like sometimes like you think you want something like Liz, right? She wanted 15 pounds and and another 20 pound Mm -hmm. like that might not be what you really, really want. And like, you always have to be honest with yourself at every single stage, or the pace that you're going to determine what that end goal is going to look like. And that looks different for everybody. Like, I've had clients that y'all listen to the podcast, where they come into the program, they're like, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds. I'm thinking about my climate jar. And then she came in, she's like, seven pounds good for me. I don't care about the 20. Right. So it's like, you have to be honest with yourself at every step of the way because that is how you're going to know where you're going to end up. Yeah, it's so good. So I do want to touch a little bit about, like, how does your life look like now? Because you know what's interesting? Like, I think if we go back to, like, last year, the beginning of last year, it's crazy how much has changed. mm but it's almost like now everything just feels so normal because it's part of your day-to-day now. It's like, Oh, these are just the things I do, but it's just like, I love to just pull back what 2022 looked like and then what 2023 looks like now, you know?
1: Yeah. It's (laughs) yeah. On a day-to-day level, it's definitely very different because now it feels like I'm really just prioritizing me more. I think that that's really been at the center of it. It's like, I'm prioritizing me more and that includes my health and my wellness. So I like to do my workouts in the morning because I like to start my day that way. <laughs> so on the days when I do them, it, in the past, it would be kind of like, I'd have to think about it in advance, figure out what I'm going to do. I'd be thinking I got to go to the gym. I got to figure out the time, all those stuff. Now it's just like, I roll out of bed and I just start working out. And then honestly, sometimes like most of the time I won't even like have sneakers on or anything, but then I'll get to a, a exercise where I'm like, oh, I, I want to wear sneakers for this one. And it's, so I'll just pull them on. It's just kind of like a hodgepodge, <laughs> just like, I right, I'm, just my, I'm just moving. I'm just starting. And then it's like, I put on a podcast and we're just going and it's just, and then, but as I'm doing it too, it's very, it's not so much like I'm trying to like push myself to go harder and do more. It's not like this strenuous experience. It's like a, a soft check-in with myself. Like, can you do more? Begin, it's okay. All right. You're good. All right. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's very different now with that. And then, um, I just have so much more energy now too. <laughs> so if, if I start to feel a little sh- like sluggish, I, I immediately know it's like, Oh, cause I haven't worked out in a few days. That's why. And then during the day too, it's like, I like to go for walks and so I'm at the point now where, uh, like, my walk is my priority. Especially if it's a nice day. If it's a nice day, forget about it. Like, I'll let them fire me at my job. I don't care. i will let them go going for a walk. Bye.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Whereas before, it would very like if things got busy, I would it would be very easy for me to just throw all this stuff out the window and to just be like kind of fo- hyper focused in on getting work done. But now it's like. Mm, I, I'm feeling like I'm hyper-focused. Let me go get a walk. I don't need to be hyper-focused on, on anything. <laughs> so, that's why. So I'll just go for a walk. And um, there'll be days where I'll do um, where I'll do a workout in the morning, but I feel like going on a walk that same day just because it's nice. And I want to go outside and like see a tree. So it's just like where before I would be like, oh, I can't, I don't know. I got, I don't know if I can handle
0: doing two
1: workouts in one day. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I remember that conversation and now you're doing it. Like it's nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I am. So for my food, I know what my big thing before was uh, my timing for lunch. And I would just always just eat lunch at like 12 because like that's quote unquote lunchtime. And also when I worked from home, my husband would, you know, he'd be hungry at a certain time. And I was like, okay, I have to eat when he eats so that we can eat together because we want to be together while we're having lunch. <laughs> But now I'm just like, I'm not hungry. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not eating right now. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, just yeah. not hungry. And he's like, well, <laughs> it's so funny because he said, to me, he always says to me now, he's like, well, you know, I'm not going to wait until two o'clock. I mean, I'm just, I'm hungry now. And I'm like, okay, go eat. It's fine. <laughs> But before it was just like, oh, I don't know, Sam, if I could possibly, like, I don't know, is that okay that I could eat at a different time? And it wasn't like, I don't know, it was weird. It just felt internally like I should be eating with him. Like that's the, uh, what a good wife would do. But now yeah. it's like, go eat, leave me alone. I'm not hungry. I'm not eating anything right now
0: that's so funny I remember that was such a big drama for you and now I'm so Mm -hmm. glad that you're just like okay you're hungry listen to your body go eat don't have to (laughs) wait for me
1: (laughs) yeah it's like now with the sweets oh my god it's completely different like oh my god (laughs) I used to I would eat like a 24 pack of cookies to the face within a span of like two maybe three days (laughs) now it's like Ben and Jerry's ice cream will just sit in my fridge. It'll just sit there. (laughs) And before, you know, when you get ice cream, it's like, I would fill up the the bowl, like the whole bowl. I'd fill it up. And now I have these tiny little dessert bowls. And I'm just thinking back on how much ice cream I would eat in a single sitting. And I'm just like, how did I not get sick? (laughs) I love ice cream. Like I love me some Ben and Jerry's. Like I will go to bat for Ben and Jerry's, but like to eat all, the idea to me of eating an entire bowl of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I'm like, how would I not get physically ill?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> like your taste buds just
1: change. Yeah. It, it's just so funny. Like if prior Liz could see the, my portion size right now of Ben and Jerry's and the fact that I'm like happy and satisfied with it, she'd be like, what the heck happened to you? <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's definitely day to day. It's just, it's very different. It's definitely very different now, but it it feels good. It feels natural. It just, it just progressed to this place.
0: Yeah. And do you feel like, because now that you got your health in control, like you, you're in control of it, right. And you're in control of your body. Do you feel like you have more capacity to think about other things now besides constantly worrying about it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's
1: like, (laughs) like the fact that I don't have to worry about it. Like I don't have to think about, Oh, when am I going to work out? What am I going to do? How much of it am I going to do? Like things like that. Um, even before thinking about grocery shopping and now just being like, okay, you know, we're just going to go a couple times a week and I have help. And it's, it's just not a thing where I just, I have so much extra space to just exist and be It's like, instead of just thinking and wondering if I should, be working out I just do it because I know it's gonna make me feel good so it's it's just like I just go and I just move and yeah it's it's definitely frees up a whole lot of mental energy whole yeah
0: (laughs) oh my god that's so good I like I I want everybody to experience that because that's actually how it feels like it's like the stuff that's been lingering in your mind now is not lingering there anymore and you get more like room to think about other things, whether that is like starting a passion project, like doing the hobbies that you want to do, like start a business or, you know, try to get a work promotion, whatever it is for whoever's listening, right? Like you have more time to like do all these fun stuff. Like you can even have sex with your partner and have to worry about the way you look. You're like, oh my gosh, like I don't have to think about that. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's just like, it just makes living like your life so much more fun and like in a very present way because you're not, Your mind isn't like wandering somewhere else while you're like having the experience, you know?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's a totally different way of living when prioritizing pretty much your self-care is not something you second guess. Well, you know, not ever, but (laughs) because we're not, you know, we're still human, but we're most of the time, it's not something you second guess. And then as you do it more, you collect more and more evidence that, oh, stuff doesn't fall apart around me when I do that. Oh, like- no one's hunting for hunting me down at work when I decide to go take a walk. Like everything gets done around my needs, and that's a beautiful thing.
0: I love it. I love that you brought up self care because something that I wrote down because you kept saying like priority and self care, right? And I think a lot of people have a misconception around like what priority is. And when people say like, you just got to put yourself first, like, you know, when you're in this weight loss journey, like you literally have to prioritize yourself, take care of yourself. And I think people take that to an extent where they're like, oh, so that means I drop everything and I just like focus on me. And like, that's not what I think about priority. I don't know if you think about this too, but to me, like putting yourself first, taking care of your health. Having self-care, you being a priority on your list means that like you're doing something for yourself in parallel with everything else that's going on. So whenever you're doing something for work, you're still doing something for yourself. Whenever you're doing something with your friends, you're still doing something for yourself. Hang out with your husband or your partner, you're still doing something with yourself. Like you're like non-negotiable no matter like what you have on your plate. Like you're always doing something in parallel. And that's what prioritizing mean in my definition. And I think like when you think about it from that perspective, it makes it less scary to actually... Do this journey because you're not like, oh my gosh, I have to drop everything and I have to like literally shut everybody out and just focus on me. Like I have to do that. And I think that could be very scary, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It that feels like such an accurate depiction of it, like doing things in parallel. Because when you're when it becomes a a priority for you to do these things in parallel, you already start to think about the ways that it's possible and the ways where it can work. Like how you, how, cause before you're not even thinking if it could even work because you're just like, no, like it's not even possible. But when you get to a place of like, okay, it's going to have to be possible, <laughs> you start yeah. to see ways where it can work and it can fit and solutions to start coming to you because you're just get, you're just allowing your brain to even go there. Like before you couldn't even just go there, but now you're allowing yourself to just be aware and to go there. And it 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 makes a huge difference because yeah, like stuff keeps moving, nothing breaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you gotta. Goes- it's like you gotta take that first baby step of of like trying it to then be able to collect the evidence that it's possible. So, and I, I know that first step is just hard, but it goes back to that internal motivation. Like looks like, but if you can take that first baby step, what does that first baby step mean? And for me, it meant a whole lot. And it was, yeah, it was
0: 100% worth it. I love it. Okay, Liz, can you offer the people three thoughts that really help you in this journey? Mm, let's see,
1: three thoughts that really helped me. Um, overall, the original one that helped me get started was everything that I've been taught about health and fitness is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Let's see. Another one is restriction does not lead to moderation. So good. Yeah. Oh, that one, especially with the sweets like that. It changed the game for me. I still remember St. Patrick's Day party I told you about. And I was like, <laughs> you were like, well, Liz, what if you just ate that that extra cupcake? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm
0: like, what do you mean? Changed- I feel like that's forever <laughs> a epiphany moment for you.
1: <laughs> Completely changed my life. Okay, and so this is kind of connects to the fitness. And I think it also connects back to the nutrition too. It's like, like you will see results from your effort. Something like, like you don't have to, get the eating and the fitness down perfectly in order to see a result it's like I think that we I know I did I I would think like oh if I don't if I don't work out for an hour and I'm sweating for at least 45 minutes of that hour then I'm not gonna lose anything but that's just not (laughs) And it doesn't it's not true. It doesn't make sense. So it's just like if you put effort forward, even if in the moment it feels like it might not be good enough, it's like the thought that was helpful was like, like this will still get me a, a result. Like it, it's still moving me towards the result it's all forward movement and and the collection of of this effort is it's going to result in a collection of results that will equal one big one and it equaled 15 pounds so
0: and keeping it off for like the entire year yeah that's so good that kind of reminds me of the one that that I've thought of recently which is like I don't need to be perfect and anything that I do for my body counts like something along those lines like I just love those because those just helps you like take the next step and I I got one in my head too that really helped me at the beginning of my journey was I just need to focus on the first step Mm. and this one helped me a lot because I remember like you know putting on your clothes and changing it and like going to the gym like just that is like thinking about the whole process, like the many steps that you need to take to get there is overwhelming when you're just like, I just got to worry about the first step, put on the damn socks, change into a sports bra, and then we'll focus on the next one. And then Mm -hmm. it just kind of like worked yourself into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. This is like so cool. Like so cool to see you go through the two phases and is there anything that you want to leave for the people? I, I genuinely want to know your thoughts about this, though. Like when you joined six month one on coaching, did you expect all of this to happen? Oh, no, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea at all whatsoever.
1: I, I would not have guessed this in a million years. I would not. I, I would not have guessed that a year later I would be here. Like that's, that's, it's pretty insane to me. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. And, you know, if I could just tell the people, if you're on the fence, do it. (laughs) Like, just do it. Like we often say that the internal results that you get from taking like a journey like this are, you know, are more important than the actual physical results, but it's so true. It's just so, so true because- You know, to even get to a point where, you know, where the physical things just feel like nothing, they have to literally be nothing. (laughs) So that means that your internal is going to change. It has to. So, yeah, if you're if you're on the fence, do it. It just just do it. Do it. And you, you just can't go wrong asking for help. You just can't
0: you (laughs) can't I love it thank you well I really appreciate you for coming onto the podcast I will leave Liz links below so you can follow her she's on Instagram and she also has a YouTube channel so yes indeed (laughs) yeah so I will link those down below and we will talk to y'all next time thanks for listening bye thank you so much for tuning in on this episode now if you want to lose your first 10 to 20 pounds eating what you like no diet no restriction and build a consistent and confident lifestyle my one-on-one coaching program is now open for enrollment to apply visit www.superlysamp.com and from there we'll book a call to see if you are a great fit i'm so excited to serve you in this program but until then i'll talk to you next week